You're listening to Coffee Break Flight Instruction by M0A.com. Flight train tips in 15 minutes or less. Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com alongside a good friend, CFII extraordinaire, Larry Diamond, also known as Uncle Larry. I almost called you Uncle Larry. <laughs> Again, you get old like me, Larry, you start losing your mind. Guys, you're listening to Coffee Break Flight Instruction, flight train tips, 15 minutes or less. Let's start that timer. Today's topic, Larry's going to lead us um, in the conversation of traffic pattern entry into a uncontrolled or when I'm trying to wrap my brain around calling a pilot-controlled uh, airport. Larry, take it away. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually start out from the very, very beginning. So everybody always kind of asks, like, what, what calls do I make? Well, I always make it at least 10 miles, then I go 5, and then I'll usually 2, then 1. Um, I've had, like, way too many experiences in pilot-controlled airports where no one is talking, no one's going in the same direction, no one is listening. Um, sometimes I get pilots, especially in the springtime, who don't even have radios in their airplane and haven't flown in, like, 4 or 5 months. Yeah. And uh, one of the bigger bugaboos that, that I know you have and I have is never, ever, ever say, any traffic in the area, please advise. Now, that is like, that's really showing you, you don't read your far aim, number one. Yeah. That means uh, you're really kind of like worried about, you should be listening, they should be listening. That's part of our PIC command responsibilities in order to do that. So yeah. I always do that. The other thing that I do is I always kind of like tell them what make of airplane that I'm kind of doing such, for instance, a Cessna 152. So I'll say uh, 68230, I'm a Cessna 152, and actually I tell them what color I am because it's really, really hard to see 152s in the summertime coming into the traffic pattern, and uh, so I'll tell them I'm a blue on white, just kind of let, let them know. And then as I get closer, now the question is, is what part of the airport are you going to be entering? Um, I always love the 45 degree to downwind type of thing, but sometimes you just can't do it, especially uh, most of them are going to be left-hand patterns. If I'm coming from a north, I may be a 927 runway. I know I'm going to have to make a midfield crosswind. Now here's, uh, you have, if you look in the literature, you'll see there's actually two different ways of doing it. And the way I like to do it is I like to come at least 500 feet over traffic pattern altitude because, you've, of course, you've done your due diligence. You always want to know what your traffic pattern altitude is before you even left for the airport. And so I'll come in at least 500. If I know there's like turboprop or some kind of big other airplanes that require a higher altitude in the traffic pattern, I'll actually do at least 1,000 above that. Now, what I do is once I cross over midfield downwind, I am announcing everything right before I turn. I'm going to cross the limits. So let's say I'll take my airplane. Cessna 68230 going to I'll make a left crosswind for runway, let's say, 27. And uh, I always say it beforehand and I'll be overflying the field. And usually I, I even tell them 500 feet above. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go out two miles, get down to the traffic pattern altitude, and then do what I call a right teardrop entry. It's good so you do a little nice 20 to 30 degree right-hand turn and enter your left downwind. And the other thing that I do is before each turn I announce because sometimes people are still not listening, but it's better to announce before you make the turn because especially like in Cessnas, you got a lot of blind spots and it's a lot easier for other people to see you in a turn than it is straight and level, especially with all the kind of landscape behind you. And so last but not least is the one I do not recommend to anybody 
even though that's how I was brought up on how to do it because it's just the midfield crosswind directly onto downwind. Now that is just fraught with problems because what you're doing is you're crossing 500 feet. You're actually only 500 feet above the traffic pattern altitude, but then think about it. You're only going to be a half a mile to three-quarters of a mile on your downwind from the airport. So now you're kind of like what I call dumping everything. You're pulling the power, you're going down, you're doing sea gumps all at the same time. You're also looking for aircraft or there's someone behind you you didn't do. It's almost like a clearing turn if you haven't. If you've been too busy looking for other aircraft, you're not going to see other people. Some people are not going to be talking. Some people are actually going to be doing instrument approaches. And so that that's actually another thing that I kind of do. I try and familiarize myself with all the instrument approaches at non-tower control airports because they're going to be coming straight in sometimes. And you really got to kind of know what the landmarks are, what the fixes are. So uh, that's another thing. But just think about it. You're dumping 500 feet onto downwind, you're pulling your sea gumps, you're probably going to hit your uh, probably point that you're going to be aiming for probably within about 10 seconds depending on what your airspeed is. So mm -hmm. it's just fraught with problems and I just don't recommend it to anybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely and um, I totally agree with you and you know um, we live in a kind of want it now, everybody wants everything done so quickly society and I believe that's why the 500 feet and what I would call chop it and drop it uh, kind of approaches take precedence sometimes. Um, a lot of people, when that Hobbs meter is ticking and they're paying by the hour, aren't a big fan of doing what you said. And, oh, let's fly two miles out and make that teardrop back. And although that's the right thing to do. And the problem with that is, Larry, um, is that we can sometimes be followers as pilots if we see other people doing it. For a great example, we hear that any traffic in the area, please advise. Well, just because you hear it on the radios doesn't mean it's the right thing to say. And let me clarify that. Because you might be saying, I hear that all the time. How is that not the right thing to say? The reason any traffic in the area, please advise, is not appropriate is because if I keyed up the mic, let's say at the Marion County Dinellon Airport, 122.8 is the frequency. Also, just 10 miles to the north is the Williston Airport on 122.8, on top of a whole lot of other airports in the local area on 122.8. And if I call up and maybe somebody misses the airport I'm at, or maybe there's just a bunch of people at the Marion County Dinellon Airport, and I say, any traffic in the area, please advise, and there's three guys in the pattern, and they all key the mic at the same time, what happens? I don't hear anybody. Those three guys don't hear each other. They, they think they broadcast their message, but nothing really came out. So when you show up, and they're going to be real upset because they're going to feel like they made that radio call, although you weren't able to hear it because everybody stepped on everybody. Any traffic in the area, please advise. Is, is I'm advising you not to use it. Um, so that's that. And Larry, I, I totally get with what you're saying. Um, rule number one, guys, is know what your pattern altitude is for the airport you're going into. Real, real easy math, okay? A thousand feet plus my field elevation um, and round up uh, in those cases. Um, add 500 feet to that to overfly the field, sometimes even more, especially if you're willing to take it, go two miles out, uh, excuse me, and bring a nice slow descent on down. Um, you notice too, Larry was saying make a right turn rather than a left turn. Well, why did Larry have you do that? Well, if you made a left turn at just 20 degrees, your 45 is really going to be more like a 90 if you end up making that left turn. He's having you make a right turn so you can truly come back and really target that 45 degree angle uh, back towards that uh, runway. Um, making radio calls every step of the way. Uh, Larry mentioned, I believe it was what, 
10, 5, 2, and 1 are the mile right. markers you said, Larry. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would back that up by, you know, the 10, 5, uh, 2, and 1, 3, and 1, whatever, whatever it is. One, I, I like to give one right over top the field. Denali Marion County Traffic, Cessna 512 Romeo, right over top the field, 1,500 feet, going to be descending to pattern altitude for a 45 to left downwind runway 23 Denali Marion County. That sounds like a mouthful, but once you practice that, it's going to come out really, really fluently, and it's a very, very effective and concise radio call. I'd make another radio call as I kind of get you know, mile, mile and a half, when I'm about 10 seconds out from making that actual turn to 45, I would make that same call, Denellan traffic, or Denellan Marion County traffic, uh, Cessna 512 Romeo is turning 45 to left downwind, you know, runway 23, Denellan Marion County, let them know I'm 45 to left downwind, let them know I'm established left downwind. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I don't want to say you can never make too many radio calls because you can. Uh, that, that depends on the situation. But when it's, you know, you and two or three other pilots kind of beating up the traffic pattern that day, uh, it would behoove you and the other pilots in the airspace uh, to make those extra radio calls. So, uh, Larry, great, great topic. I appreciate you uh, sharing that. I think that's um, something that we kind of fall victim to. We see everybody else doing this, so we just assume it's right. And just because everybody else is doing it, uh, doesn't mean it's right all the time. So uh, good to get that out there, Larry. I think that's. And if anybody read the far aim or has read some of the far aim, uh, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So, uh, guys, on behalf of well, Jason, myself, there's also oh, one I, other I, thing I wanted to add. I'm go sorry. No, go <laughs> for it. Mentioned the, since you mentioned the far aim, I also have my students read uh, three FARs. One yeah. is 91.113. They can do that on their own. 91.126 and 91.127. It talks about right of way, talks mm -hmm. about conversion, converting. Because, you, you know, sometimes I've actually, when I've been doing IFR approaches with my IFR student, of course, we may want to do a totally different instrument approach. So it's always nice to know that that other person knows that they're always going to go to the right and we're going to go to the right and yep. when to kind of do it. So I think that's really important just to kind of put the bow on the package there. Absolutely, but never to assume that the other person flying maybe read those same regulations as well. Again, you never worry about yourself on the road when you're driving. You worry about the other drivers uh, is usually what happens in that case. But uh, certainly preparing us and educating everybody is all we can simply do in that case, Larry. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Uh, guys, on behalf of myself, the wonderful, magnificent CFII, uh, Mr. Larry Diamond and the entire M0A.com, um, team, thank you so much for listening to Coffee Bait Break, Flight Instruction, Flight Train Tips in 15 minutes or less. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, and most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.